You're listening to The Bariatric Grind, a podcast dedicated to breaking the weight loss surgery stigma by sharing our first-hand gastric bypass and sleeve experiences. I'm Lianne. And I'm Emma. Join us as we share our deepest, darkest, funniest moments, talk to other fascinating humans, and adventure into the big, wide, beautiful world of coffee. So today you're listening to episode one of the Bariatric Grind and we're so lucky today Emma is going to be sharing her story with us so you'll get to know a little bit more about her. Um, So originally I was actually teed up to do the first episode but there's a really really big reason why Emma is going to be doing the first episode today because of the day we've ended up recording on but I will allude to that in a little bit. Um, how are you feeling, Emma? We just did our very first episode zero. Yeah. We've been planning this. <laughs> we have been, I mean, I just took a two-hour drive, which we, we talked about in, in episode zero. Two-hour drive to be here today, and I talked to myself the whole way here, amping myself up for, for this. And um, then it hits you, and you're all excited, and then we're like, oh, do we do take two? And we don't. Because we're too lazy. (laughs) Yes, pretty much. I was like, we started to listen to our first recording because we recorded outside, like basically in a car park at a cafe. Yeah. And it was like, um, we listened to a little bit just to make sure that the audio was all good. And then I was like, oh, do you you want to do another one just in case? And you were like, "Eh." and I was like, I don't. And you were like, no, neither do I. So yeah, great, great justification in that, um, you know, we actually did a disclaimer. In our, in our episode zero, yes. we said this is our first ever time recording, our second time ever meeting up in real person, you know, in yeah. real life. Um, and we made it really clear that it's only going to get better. Yes. Onwards and upwards from here. So strap in for the journey. Started from the bottom, now we're here. I think started maybe that's the our bottom, theme music. Got the whole team with me. <laughs> right, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I think uh, it's a bit of a journey. It's a bit of... Um, Learning, learning together. Uh, you're all good, and uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll just set the scene for those who aren't watching this on video. Which we're actually not sure if we're going to share the video yet, but we are videoing our um, recordings to start with, just to just in case. Who knows? Maybe yeah. they'll go on YouTube. Maybe they won't. We are currently sitting in Onurahi on the beachfront, mm-hmm. uh, and decided, you know, we weren't going to film it. And then I was like, oh, I've got the tripod. Let's just check the phone out outside so if for anyone driving past we look like fucking complete idiots <laughs> sitting in the car with a, peace sign, like, with, that, <laughs> with a camera outside uh recording us um so i'm half expecting someone to like roll up and try and steal it and then i'm also Wait, where are we? <laughs> yeah or, or like expecting the police to roll up and get like sectioned or something who knows <laughs> who knows um, like but, we said, strap in. This is a journey, guys. <laughs> exactly. You'll be with us the entire way. But um, so, like, it's actually really a, a huge day for you, Emma. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to congratulate you first. Today's your one year surgeriversary. It is. Oh God, I'm tearing up. Giving me goosebumps. I'm tearing it's up. Giving me goosebumps over here, like literally. Can you see that on the yeah, camera? I can. <laughs> oh look, tears. <laughs> I, y- you know. I, yeah, I am emotional today, and I have actually teared up quite a few times. I, I, I took myself through a journey this morning in looking through my Instagram um, feed and going back through photos that I've never shared before, um, and I just, I've, come, I've actually just, I've come so far, and, and, and I've and I've shrunk into almost nothing in comparison to what I was this day last year, um, but yet. I've grown so much, and I'm just, I'm 10 times the person I ever was, even though I'm like this little shell of who I was, yeah, you know? Yeah, um, And it's just, it, it absolutely just blows my mind, and yeah, it's here, it's, it's been an emotional day, and for the most, uh, it's really happy emotions. Yeah. Really, really just happy to be here, happy to be alive, and happy to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, happy yeah, to be the person I am today. Um yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Like um, I, I thought I was a confident, you know, well-rounded person a year ago, but they had nothing on who who I am today and what I am today. And yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, it's powerful stuff. 
So today's episode is really about getting to know you. Yeah. Um, and in the next episode, you'll get to know me a little bit more. But we just yeah. thought it would be great to have kind of separate episodes. And because there's, a, there's quite a lot to tell. There's quite a lot yeah. to share. Yeah. Um, you won't get everything because, you know, we need to keep the podcast going. We need content. But, um, like, really what we want to do is build a relationship with our audience. And we want you to feel like you're part of this journey yeah. and, and how far we've gone. Yeah, I guess if I can get, you know, get something out of this episode for you guys. Um, and, and same with your, you know, your episode as well, Lian. If we can give them the something, what we want for them, right, is, is to, to relate to us. Mm. To, um, I guess, create a bond where you can, yeah, you can relate to our story, relate to where we're at, and just, um, yeah, key takeaways of, yeah. Yeah. Of the journey. The journey. Of the journey. All <laughs> right. We started okay. from the bottom. <laughs> now we're here. <laughs> Maybe we end all of our episodes. I think we've found our, our new tagline. It just happened. I love it. I love it. So organic. Just like us. Just totally <laughs> organic. Okay. Just two wildflowers growing organically. So, so we're currently sitting in my car. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting pretty hot in here and I might have to crack a window. <laughs> it um, is so pretty steamy. I'm just going to like crack a bit of a window. Or maybe we'll do the... Here, we'll do this. Oh, okay. We're going sunroof, guys. We'll go sunroof so that we get minimal wind. So, all right. Mm. Take me through your journey, Emma. Yeah. How did we get here? How did you become um, your heaviest weight, the person that you were a year ago, and, and how did you get here? And I don't know, you're, you're not big on stats, yeah. and I agree with I agree with that, but I yeah. I think it'll be cool for our listeners to understand, yeah. just to get your initial stats just for this episode and see, yeah. um, just to get an idea of how far you've come. I guess um, just to touch on that, you know, I'm not opposed to anyone doing stats. I I think it's 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 certainly personal preference. Yeah. Um, I don't hear someone's stats or read stats and go, oh wait, why are you sharing them? Mm. Um, I guess for me, just to give you a bit of background context before I, you know, hit the ground running and 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 just help you understand why I don't focus my successes uh, and my growth on. Um, Stats is it actually started to become um, addictive mm. for me, and and and, and you'll feel uh, if you've listened to episode one, you understand or you know now that I have an addictive <laughs> personality. Um, you know, I, I talked briefly, super brief, about shifting my um, food addiction onto caffeine or to mm. coffee, um, and I actually started to become addicted to weighing myself. And I'd wake up in the morning, and the first thing I'd do, nothing could get me out of bed. Because I was no longer hungry, I didn't want to eat or drink anything. Um, but the one thing that got me out of bed was weighing myself, and it got to the point where if I if I didn't lose a certain amount, I was disappointed in myself. Without recognizing, actually, I've actually come so far mm. already. Um, so I did away with the stats, and it's been the best thing for my head, for my mindset, and I focus now on how my clothes fit. I focus on how I feel internally. Um, I'm not too worried about how I look externally, mm. and it's been actually the best transformation for me. Um, so that's just a bit of background um, as to that. But yes, I will touch on my stats today. I did weigh myself um, this morning because it is my one-year anniversary. Um, oh, God, I'm getting emotional again. <laughs> it, it, it's just been a year. What a yeah, year. Yeah, I can't believe. You know? oh, that's amazing for you. Yeah. I, I Before you give your stats yeah um i just think what you've just said is so valid and there'll be so many people mm. out there who are gonna get a lot more from you sharing the different aspects and it is so true i've yeah. seen it over and over again i've been there myself getting obsessed with the scales getting mm. obsessed with the numbers mm. um and it really what did you say earlier the thief of all joy yeah well, can just be. comparison in general but um just yeah it just yeah. took away from actually you know, if if I only had like a, if I had only a two hundred gram loss that day, I was beating myself up. Yeah. Hey, some people don't lose two hundred grams in a week, mm. and here I was getting almost angry at myself where I failed somewhere or I didn't have enough water, and and it, it consumed me. It actually um, it took away, yeah, me celebrating myself and celebrating my actual losses. Yeah. You know. Um, and now I celebrate everything. I celebrate weight gain because you know what? That's muscle growth. And I celebrate, you know, um, dropping a dropping um, 
a sizing of clothing. Yeah. You know, I'm wearing size eight jeans now, and um, but I'm the same weight. Yeah. You know, uh, or or I, or I, you know, on the scales, BMI's yeah. the scales they mean nothing. They don't show my muscle mass, muscle mass, or my muscle growth. Um, they yeah. don't show that I can nearly do a pull up. Yeah. They can't. They don't show that I can now do twenty plus push ups. You know, I like love it. yeah. So um, so that's just a background on that. But I'll take you through it. You know, um, I want to touch on on early days. Like we're going back to my teens, and I, I guess you know I probably started living. You know, after school, <laughs> you know, my life began after school. I didn't, I didn't have a happy school life. Um, I didn't enjoy school. Um, it wasn't for me. And uh, life started really happening after then. And I was super active throughout my whole childhood, throughout my whole teenage years, and that continued after school. And that was my happiness. Um, playing football was was my outlet. Um, I loved rowing, um, even just road running. Like I, I was, I was active. I was fit. Um, I even joined the police force. Um, I did all my physical tests um, to join the police force and passed everything with flying colours. Um, I considered myself really fit. Mm. Uh, and a, a few weeks out from, yeah, sort of going going into the police force or, you know, having planned to, um, I found out that I was pregnant. I was 18 years old and um, I had been, you know, with my daughter's dad uh, not a very long time. <laughs> Classic. He's one of my best mates. I yeah. absolutely, I absolutely love him. Um, yeah, and we were having a baby. <sighs> what you know? Um, and she's ten and a half now. This is ten and a half years ago. Um, I'm twenty nine now, and it's been yeah a journey in itself. But after I gave birth to Ellie, um, my whole health, my whole priorities changed. Right life that began for, began for me after school shifted to, I'm a mum now. Mm. I didn't live my life for me anymore. And, and you might relate to that as well. You know, you've got children too. And um, my whole world just revolved around Ellie. I wasn't the priority anymore. It didn't matter what I wanted to do. I had to keep this baby alive, mm. you know, and, and fed and changed. And it was crazy times. Um, so anyway, you know, as a as a direct result, um, my health took a back, uh, you know, took the back seat. Um, I just started gaining weight, and I was so unhappy. And I'd go on walks, but I was eating big, too big a portions, and I just spiraled out of control, you know. And um, I remember touching on back, you know, when I was twenty one, twenty two, and I remember saying to my daughter's dad, I was like, "Oh, maybe I should have weight loss surgery because I just can't shift." I mean, I was I was yo yo dieting. Every day, it became my mm. life. My whole, my whole twenties, you know, I'm 29 now. Um, my whole twenties from like after I was 28 when I had weight loss surgery consisted of yo-yo dieting. Mm. Or what what fitness fix am I getting now? Am I doing box fit? Am I doing boot camps? Am I going to the gym? You know, um, it was crazy. And and I just ballooned and I came back down. And so when I when I talked about weight loss surgery, I was met with, well, that's the cheats way. That's the easy way out. Um, just work harder, just eat less, cut carbs, cut sugar. Mm. And it just seemed to be such a simple fix for... Um, just find some willpower. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, and it was, um, that's, that's what it was like. So um, I don't want to take away from the fact that I was active. I was still playing football at, at my biggest size and I was still going to the gym. I was still doing box fit and boot camp and, and F45, you know. Mm. Um, I just couldn't get my eating right. Mm. And, um, you know, I have a great relationship with my daughter's dad. He's one of my absolute best friends, one of my favorite people. Um, and we co-parent now, um, you know, and I since got into a, uh, another relationship after him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was really supportive of the idea of weight loss surgery. He supported me, um, yeah, more than I ever could have expected. I remember feeling nervous, sort of floating the idea. And, you know, his response was, love you the way you are, uh, but if this is what you want to do, go for it. So um, I, I, right there and then, I just remember just, I knew the surgeon I wanted to go with. I had this already planned, you know, um, in an ideal world. Mm. And so I just Googled the phone number, called them, booked an, um, an appointment, went to the appointment the week later, and... That day I booked in my surgery um, and it just became so surreal. It was all happening. Um, 
and you know that relationship has since you know ended um I am currently single um but he's he's he was super supportive that whole way through he mm. he was amazing through that whole process and um I'll, I'll forever be grateful for him um especially you know those first few weeks post-op yeah wow they were all I'll touch I'll, I will get to those but um yeah so thankful and grateful for him um yeah I remember um him he actually drove me to my appointment for my surgery um I sat there quiet because it was 6 o'clock in the morning, and I'm not a morning person. We were driving to the hospital, and I didn't feel any nerves. I was so at peace. I knew that I was doing the right thing. Oof. You're, you the had, we, yeah. <laughs> You're the opposite. You're the opposite. I'm just like, wow. But you no, I keep was, going. I was just so, like, at peace. I was like, this is happening. This is what I needed, and this is what I'm getting. And I was cool with it. I just mm. rolled with it. It was... Um, I can literally feel the ball of nerves in my stomach as you're talking about, about this. It. Yes, but no, keep going, keep going. I love it. I was sitting on the bed. They had sort of given me the gown to get into and, and prep me for surgery about 7 o'clock in the morning. And they were like, look, you are first up. Well, second up, I think. No, first up. And they were like, you're going to go through the theatre about 10 o'clock in the morning. Um, so just chill and hang out and... It was at that moment I go, oh, shit, I think I need to do some, you know, before photos. Mm. Because, I mean, and maybe this is relatable to you, but I, there was just so many times that I would hide from the camera or I'd do just, you know, um, chest up photos. I didn't want my whole body in it. And so I didn't have very many before photos as a comparison yeah. um, of my journey and, 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 you know, where I've come. It's a bit of a regret in hindsight. Yeah. Like things like I, I would just wouldn't be caught dead being like photographed pregnant and now I'm just like that's one of my biggest regrets is not having photos from when I was pregnant because I was just like do not take photos of me yeah no I yeah Yeah. relatable Mm. right um yeah, so if you're listening and you're a pre-op, get, get photos. <laughs> from all angles, from like yep. doing the randomest shit, not just yeah. straight on, like sitting on the couch, like all the normal shit that yeah. you will do. Actually, take I saw photos. a photo of someone the other day, um, Oh, and I couldn't tell you who it was, and I'm all for you know yeah. shout-outs and what have you, but I can't remember who it was. And they were sitting in, their, like, in the driver's seat of their car. Oh, yes. Oh, my God, I saw the but same one. Yeah. I can't remember who it was and, either, but yeah. I was like... Who would have thought of that? Exactly. And I mean, <laughs> you know, she she was busting yeah. at the scenes, man. And, and she even wrote that. And, yeah. you know, um, and then just then to yeah. now, like, oh, I, I was just like, I remember looking, I liked it. And I was like, good on you. You go, girlfriend. Um, yeah. So I, I guess take photos. That's, I was sitting on the bed going, right, we need to take photos. And so um, if you've followed me on Instagram or if you know of my Instagram account, all of my photos in this this burnt orange dress and um and and then this these this horrible you know um grey bralette and these bonds <laughs> underwear like they are just staple before pre photos that I use for everything because they're the only ones I've got yeah and they were from the morning of surgery and I've used them throughout this whole year yeah and um and I I feel like I'm ready to retire them. Yes. Today it's been one year. I don't need to use I, those photos anymore. No, I think yeah. so. I'm gonna I'm gonna retire them. There they, is the point where the after photos become the befores, and this is probably it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is it. That's it. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm sitting there. Well, I'm standing at this point. I'm getting my before photos, and I'm back on the bed, and I'm not nervous. You know, I think, um, you know, my friends and my family are probably more nervous than I was. I was just mm. ready to take hold of my life like I was ready for this change I needed this change years prior it was so long overdue I think um there'll be a lot of people that really relate to that yeah Mm. yeah yeah exactly Mm. I I agree and um yeah anyway I remember getting wheeled out from surgery I was pretty angry waking up I was yelling (laughs) at people and I was a little bit abusive, but let's, that's not who I am by nature that was just the uh general anesthetic and uh, I came to and I was miserable. I was mm. miserable for for a couple of days. Um, I went home the next day, but you know, n- you know what? Like people don't talk about the first few weeks after surgery. Mm. What people see on your Instagram feed, uh, and this is why I've got a problem with Instagram and social media in general. And yeah. we'll touch on this in a, in a more in depth episode. But you you just see you see things, and it, and what you see varies from different perspectives. Yeah. And, you know. You, no one talks enough about those first few weeks. And 
just to confirm. Mm. So you had gastric bypass. I had a gastric bypass, yeah. R and Y, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, so, yeah. So, I mean, like any weight loss surgery, you've got to learn how to re-eat. You've got to learn how to slow down your eating, your portion control. You're reintroducing this brand new little stomach, this little pouch, Um it really isn't a stomach. Mm. It's just this little bag, and you've got to reintroduce everything to it. And you know, uh, every surgeon's different, and every every dietitian that the surgeon works with will, will give you different advice. So, so how mine went was: first two weeks is um, liquid diet, then it's two weeks of puree, then it's two weeks of soft foods, and then you start introducing real foods mm. um normal everyday eating foods and i struggle with this um yeah there are there are mornings when i just i just didn't want to get out of, i just like i've already touched like, i didn't want to get out of bed i didn't want to eat i didn't want to drink and i just wanted to go back to sleep because it meant that i didn't have to think about what i had to eat yeah you know i'm i'm getting emotional again and i'm not an overly yeah. emotional person but i think back to those first three to four weeks post-op and, you know, I wish I knew then what I know now. And I, actually, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have gone through the surgery if I knew then Wow. what I know now. Do you, they were hard days, man. Do you think that the, you know, we've talked a little bit, very high, like high level touched on the addiction of food before. Yeah, yeah. Do you think it was almost like going through withdrawals in a sense that your go-to was gone? You couldn't... Yeah go I, to that anymore it's actually a really it's a really fresh perspective yeah and, and, and a real um yeah fresh approach to or an outlook yeah to it. and i've never thought of it until this very moment so wow. cool question yeah I, I love it um i'm here for it I, I i don't know and potentially maybe i mean in any emotion in any state food was my outlet um it was where i found happiness in, in those years of neglect because i was putting you know, my daughter first and foremost, and then relationships before me and other people before me because I was a pe- people pleaser, mm. you know, for, for the most part of my life. You know, I've only shifted out of that, you know, habit this year. Yeah. Um, that I was so far down on my own priority list that um, food became my only, like, source of... Joy. Yeah. Yeah. And so potentially I was having these withdrawals from my addiction, Um cool way to look at it yeah I've never thought of it that way but uh, for, for whatever reason I just I was so miserable mm. I was so, and I've never I, I don't have a, I don't have a history of mental health I don't have a history of um depression um and you know I'm always open to listening and learning about these things but I never experienced it myself so um when somebody asked me I do you think you might be depressed I was just like I just I just it wasn't even depression I I was just so full of regret Mm. You know, people will say to me, do you regret the surgery? And I tell them, I'm so honest. Or anyone that says, you know, do you regret it? Do you have any advice? Um, what's the one thing you wish you knew prior to this journey and embarking on this journey? And the one thing that I'll always say, always touch on is, you know, what those first three to four weeks, they're fucking hard. Mm. They're so hard and no one tells you how hard they are. And it's something that I feel so passionate about. Um, telling people, yeah, it's not a, it's not to um, to scare off. you. Yeah, it's not to put the fear into you. This is the real hard, cold facts, and nobody told me. Yeah, you know, um, I cried every day for three to four weeks. Every day, I begged. Um, yeah, like I said, my fiance at the time, um, I begged him to take me back to the hospital, back to my surgeon, um, to reverse everything mm. wow that's um, hard but newsflash I got a uh, a reversible surgery yeah. so there's that <laughs> I was um, actually kind of wondering I was like can they reverse no, it no no they can't and, and um and I and, and and so my partner at the time he he knew that yeah. it was irreversible and uh he he tread pretty lightly because obviously I was in yeah, not the greatest not the like way. yeah state of mind and he'd be like no, they can't reverse it. And I'd attack him. It wasn't his fault. He was amazing. He um, he did. He went out of his way to to make those days as easy as possible. But it was crazy. Like I, yeah, it was just mm. they were just hard times. And you know, if I was going to fast forward to a further six months, you know, um, things like oh, we're in a global pandemic, right? So twenty twenty has been just it's the only way I refer to it now is it's just been a year. 
What a year. What a, we're only in month nine. What a nine months of a year. You know, the better part of this year has been crazy hectic. So much uncertainty, so many things. But I guess one of the biggest things that rocked me this year was, um, yeah, I, I went through, I went through a, a, a breakup. Yeah. And it was, it was hard. They, they were, <laughs> wow, yeah. yeah. I thought I was going to be real confident talking about this. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, okay. I don't talk about it with anybody. I don't yeah. like talking about it. Um, it rocked me. Um, and I, I called it off. Yeah. And, and I, and I, whew, Oh, help me out here. And now we're going to a musical interlude. Yeah. <laughs> Started from the bottom, now we're here. <laughs> I, I, no, that's a know, big, big thing to have to go through. Um, I yeah. had a few other things happen with um, your grandmother passing away. And yeah. like, let me just bring it all up. Let me bring it all up. But, right, you know, like, we're getting it all out, guys. Um, um, yeah, obviously, pandemic. Um, huge, huge lockdown. life changes after, you know, I moved weight. cities. Yeah. Um, or the outskirts yeah. of one city, right into the suburbia of another uh, of the yeah. same one. It, yeah, yeah. So much happened. Um, you know, I went from I wouldn't call it my dream home, but I I was living in just such a happy place for me, and um, yep, yeah, I now rented out. You yeah. know, it became an unhappy place for me, and I now live in right in suburbia, and um, so many changes. So I went through. Um, Life doesn't stop, right? No, and you know, no, it doesn't, and. You, you struggle, like, with the changes of the surgery, and then you get smacked in the face with COVID. You get smacked yeah. in the face of a lockdown. You get smacked in the face of moving cities and, and, and um, heartbreak. And, you know, you, you, here's my best friend. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, and, and all of a sudden I'm navigating through all these fucking changes without my best mate. Yeah. And that was hard. That's um, so tough. You know, but I I want to I wouldn't I would not call it rock bottom. I um, I didn't hit rock bottom. What I realized was that I was in a deep dark pit of um self-loathing. Yeah. I didn't like myself. Mm. I I I was so proud of myself for the change that I had made, but like I said, I was so focused on the stats mm. that I was so angry at myself. And and this was a, this was about eight months for you, right? So yeah, you posted today about yeah. about it, and and I read the caption and it said, like you're smiling in your yeah. eight month photo, but in in reality you were at a really I was low place. So miserable. Yeah. I was so miserable, and I and I actually I look at who I am now as a different person completely mm. to, to who that person was and I look back and I, I'm tearing up again um, and I, I look back and I actually feel sorry for her yeah I feel sorry for that person that I was and I feel blessed and grateful um, for everything that led me to that moment of realisation that you know in order to love this amazing human um, and I still genuinely believe that he is an amazing human yeah. I, I do and and you know, um, I know it rocked him and it broke him ending things as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I hold that... Um, I, I, I've let go of it. I've, I'm at peace with it. Like, I didn't mean to hurt him, but, you know, what? I couldn't give him what he needed. I, yeah. I needed to free myself to find who I was and to love myself and, you know, love myself so I could love him the way he needed me to love him. And mm. um, But I was in this pit of just all these things. Yeah. You know, and... Um, Eight months smiling on camera, but just dying on the inside. And so we went through this breakup. I had to deal with the fact that I'd hurt my best friend. I didn't have my best And all those days, I wanted to call him, you know, and cry about my shitty day and yeah. this thing and that thing. And I couldn't. I had to deal with all that. And then once I'd put it all to the side, I had to go, right, you know what? My daughter's ten and a half now. She's a good, solid kid. She's got the support of me and her dad you know, unconditional love, mm. everything. Um, and she's still number one priority, but actually I need to be up at priority number one too. Yeah. Um, just like I needed to love myself to love, um, you know, this amazing human that I, you know, yeah. got to spend, you know, part of my life with. Um, I had to, yeah, in turn do that for Ellie as well. Yeah. I had to 
100%, you know, put myself on this pedestal of, I don't know, I had to find myself. Yeah. I had to learn to love myself. Find and, a way to be kind to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, if, if, if you have been on my Instagram, and you'll know this from Instagram, I am so pro um, just loving yourself. Yeah. Finding who you are. Yeah. Doing things that genuinely make you happy. Um, I've never, I've always been a confident person, but never like I am right now. Mm. I've always been happy. I've always found, you know, the willpower to laugh and to, and to crack a joke and to be the funny guy in a social um, yeah. situation. But nothing compares to how I am in those social um, gatherings now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've, 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 I've often, ugh, stuttering. I've often written, I'm here. I've arrived. Yeah. Hello. I love it. I love hey. it. Yeah. Um, I started. No, I'm not going to do yeah. it again. <laughs> I'm here. Um, but it, it is. It, it was this huge journey. And so the one thing that I always post about was that, yep, on Instagram, what you see is my external changes. But man, the internal changes and, and what's going on in my head. The metamorphosis. Absolutely. Yes. It's. That's that's the biggest transformation. Yeah, you know, and I'm in this I'm in this this position now where, you know, in my in my darkest days, and I call it that. I didn't know who that person was in my darkest days. I, you know, it started off just going. I just need to learn to love myself, and here Mm. I am going. I learn to love myself so I could, um, love somebody else. Yeah, and you know what? Now. I've learned to love myself and I just want to keep loving myself. Yeah. I don't want to jump back into a relationship. I um I genuinely thought that, you know, l- let me learn to love myself and and then I'm going to come straight back at you. Yep. Um but it's just crazy where it is. Like I just I I I I dr- I'm driven by adventure. I'm driven by learning, by growing, by um experiences yeah not by other people anymore yeah i Um, think that is probably a huge part of the journey for a lot of people who don't realize it um i think there's just a lot of people that are living for others yeah because um their own self-worth they don't feel like they're enough to to want to live for and want to put first and they know that they need to be there for others but when you get to that point, like you did at your eight months, where you had to really look in the mirror and go, why am I here and what am I living for? Yeah. So you've got your daughter mm. and then actually choosing yourself. Yeah. And then and now being at a point where you can actually say, like, I don't need to be in a relationship. I fucking love my life and I love myself and I love yeah. my daughter. Yeah. And like you say, I've arrived. It's so powerful. It's, so, it's such a powerful transition to go. And it doesn't happen overnight. Man, this yeah. this takes this takes some hard work and it's mm. grueling work. Like it's it's not yeah, it's not a walk in the park, right? Yeah. You've literally got to unlearn habits that I had created over twenty eight years. Yep. Twenty eight years I was a people pleaser. Yeah. For twenty eight years I learned to put myself last and put everyone else before me. Um I had I, I had no self respect, no self worth, no value of who I was as a as a person, as a partner, as a mother, mm. anything, you know. Um, yeah, but I've arrived. Here yes, I am. I'm I like here. it. I think I, we found the title of your episode. I've I arrived. arrived. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been a crazy journey, and um, and I know we're really touching on the surface of it, and it's something that I feel super passionate about. Um, you know, really getting people to understand that, you know, people see weight loss surgery as an external or as a, um, yeah, like a, a body change as it, and, yeah. it's, and it's very visual. It's a very visual journey, but I can't stress enough two things, just how shit those first three to four <laughs> weeks are and just how much of an internal and, and mind shift of a journey it is. Yeah. 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 It's, um, I, somebody did tell me before surgery, I had a couple of friends who had worked kind of in, in the, um, medical side of bariatric surgery. And somebody did tell me like, it's 99% your mind, you know, the changes. So I I was lucky to go, go through it 
knowing that, but yeah. what I didn't realise was that other people weren't told that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I can imagine that would be a pretty big slap in the face. It was a harsh reality. Yeah. It was yeah. a harsh reality going, you know, um, and I'm not going to beat around the bush. Like, we're all about authenticity here, right? So yeah. we're going, um, hey, I I want the surgery because I want to be skinnier, and if I'm skinnier, I'm going to be happier. If, if, I can, if I can look how I want to look... If I can be healthy how I want to be healthy, um, I'm going to be happier. Yeah. Um, but it's so non-factual. Like, it, it genuinely doesn't come down to how you look. Your, your mindset's still the same. Yeah. You are still the same person. It takes a huge shift in everyday living. It is a massive everyday choice, everyday decision. Every day you have to show up. I, I didn't know what was going to happen every day. Every day yeah. I showed up. I, I, I woke up. I got my ass out of bed. I stopped weighing myself. I ate my breakfast. I drank my water. Um, and I worked a little bit harder on myself every single day. You know, every day that I, you know, didn't reach out to the person I wanted to reach out to. Mm. That was a fucking win. Yeah. You know, and it sounds so minimal and so surface you know, shallow. But that was me going on one step closer to having self worth. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just little things like that. One step closer. No, I don't want to go out with the girls this weekend. I'm not going to have fear of missing out. Yeah. I'm not going to feel like I'm missing out because I don't want to get drunk. Yeah. And if I go, then I mean, I'm not swayed by peer pressure, but I, I want to have a good mm. time and I want to be on the same level as everyone. So I'll yeah. have a couple of drinks. I no longer feel like I'm missing out. So how about we'll go for brunch? Yeah. You guys go off and get ready and have your big night. And and that was just another step closer to me. Yeah. Um, to, to knowing who I was and to becoming who I wanted to be. Saying no. I understand that it's going to please you if I attend tonight. Mm. But I don't want that for me. Yeah. And it's and, and learning to say no, and and I don't want to hurt people. I don't want to upset people. It's not how I want to be, but but just putting myself first. Yeah, has just been such a powerful, um, just, just a powerful transition. I, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. I just I know who I am. I know what I want. I know anyone. I don't know what I want. Mm. Um, I'm not afraid to to seek out. Yeah. What what it is that I'm, I might want mm. now, you know, um, it's I thought it was gonna be really hard to come on here and explain all this and talk about it, and um, it is hard. It is hard, and it's emotional to to relive these really dark days um, because now every day is so happy and bright. And don't get me wrong, we're still in a pandemic. We we just went through another lockdown. Um, there are still shit times. There are still um, I still struggle sometimes w- with missing people, mm, mm. <laughs> and I still um, I don't I've, I haven't struggled once about being alone. I don't feel lonely. I um, I have good friends and, and solid family around me, and they're so supportive. Um, you know, my mum sends every morning she sends an inspirational quote. Aww. Yeah, and I love that. And and I have other friends that I can go to um, if I've got troubles. And I love my job. I. Um, I love what I do. I don't like talking about it. Mm. I'm not going to dive into it. But I, I love my job and I don't feel lonely. Um, but that's not to say I don't have shit days sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know? But the way that I deal with it is so different now. I, I don't deal with it by eating. I don't deal with it by, you know, having a cry or whatever. I just go, it's just been a day. Mm. I think I posted on my story last night. Yes. I was just leaving. <laughs> I was leaving a work function. Must have been seven thirty, eight o'clock last night, and um, I sat at the traffic lights, and I thought I, to myself, I was just, oh, I actually said it out loud, it wasn't a thought, and I go, what a fucking day. <laughs> I said it out loud, and I, but I was smiling when I said it. I was just like shaking my head, like, is this even real life? Like, <laughs> is this a joke? Like, what a day. And um, I thought, fuck it, I'll document it. Yeah. I took a photo, posted it. It's been a day, but I'm still smiling because life's not bad. You know, um, whereas if that was four months ago, am I, you, know, you know, man, half those stories I was so fake when I was smiling. Yeah. You know, those posts of mm. me looking happy. Mm. I was so miserable. And, and let that be a lesson that what you see on social media is not always real. Yeah. So there's another thing for our social media episodes, you know, like just comparing yourself to other people. Man, oh, you don't know what's going through it's these the heads, harshest. Man. 
harshest yeah. form of comparison is social media, I'd say. 100%. But yeah. Um, I do have a question for you. Yeah. Uh, and I know we are going to talk about this. We have a future episode coming up where we mm. talk about um, getting weight loss surgery, bariatric surgery in New Zealand and, and going private and going public. But um, I'm not sure if you mentioned. So you went private. Yeah. And you found I your own um, surgeon. Yeah. So all privately funded. Yeah. Um, and did you, did you think about going down the public route or did you just kind of, you just got to the point where you're like, I just want this done. Yeah. You know, um, back in the early days, like in my early twenties, when I first sort of, um, you know, considered it as an option, um, and was very harshly shut down. <laughs> He's going to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So I just want to put, you were very harsh. <laughs> uh, we laugh about it now. Yeah. And, and he knows now that this is not the easy way out. Yeah. He's no. seen firsthand, you know, uh, this is my daughter's dad. He, he's seen firsthand. This is not the easy way out. It's not the cheats way out. Um, you know, but if, if I had have gone down that route then, well, we weren't in a financial position to have funded it pub, uh, privately. So mm. uh, it would have been a public, um, publicly funded um, decision. I would have had to go down that route and it would have been a journey in itself because I know it's like a few years lead time yeah. um, in, in the DHB that I was a part of at the time. And um, yeah, so it would have been it would have been years. I don't even think that I met the criteria. Uh, um, I wasn't yeah. even heavy enough to go private back then. Um, obviously, at the time of going through... Um, Privately, I was, yeah. um, and we'll touch on those stats um, shortly when we as we wrap up anyway. Yeah. But um, I didn't, ha- uh, you know, to go uh, private uh, to go publicly. Sorry, in the DHB that I was in, you had to have issues like sleep apnea or diabetes, and and um, I didn't have any of that. Yeah, none of it. Um, in fact, you know, my surgeon said himself, you, "You're healthy. <laughs> you're just overweight, healthy." Yeah. Um, and I put that down to you know staying active the yeah. entire time. Yeah. But yeah, so I, I did go privately. Um, I was in a financial position to do so. Um, and should I choose to do it again, you know, to go down any um decision into sort of any cosmetic mm. surgery, I know I've I've made it clear that um you know for my thirtieth birthday in April next year I'm yes. going. To get um, surgery, yeah, <laughs> yeah, cosmetic surgery. I'm going to get um, new breasts, and I'm super excited about that. Um, it'll all be privately, privately funded. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think we actually ever ended up doing your stats. Oh, we didn't. So it's a good way to yeah. wrap We're up. End on, I, I yeah. like to end on it. Like I, I want, I want. And you know me. Yeah, uh, I don't like stats. So yeah. let's end on it. Um, and hope that you got something out of my story before we go into the stats yep um right so my heaviest weight start weight whatever you want to call it the the weight i was the day that i picked up the phone Mm. and called my surgeon and booked in my surgery i was 128 kilos uh and 900 grams and how tall are you 171 yeah 172 centimetres. Um, yeah. My BMI at the time of um, all this going down, yeah. the very start, was 44.9. Wow. Yeah. Um, today, one year post-op, and I'm going to tear up again. <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to say it one more time. Does it yes. have this moment one more time? Yes. This is, does not reflect how far I've come. No. So this is, I've actually been lower than this weight. The weight that I'm about to give you, the weight that I am today, that I weighed myself at today, I have been lighter over previous months. But I am in um, muscle growing mm. phase of mm. my journey. I am toning up. I am I am squatting heavy. I am deadlifting heavy. I yeah. am, you know, muscle growth right now is my main goal. So this, what I am today is 67.6 kilos. Wow. So that is 128.9 kilos down to 60, what did I just say it was? 67.6. Yeah. That is 61.3 kilos that I've lost in 365 wow. days. It's like literally nearly half your body weight. Yeah. No, 100%. Wow. It is. It's over, and it's over half my body weight. I don't think that we are going to talk like stats and stuff much across this because I I think we're both on the same page of like there's so much more to the surgery than than how much we weigh yeah but um 
I do know that you're sharing that is going to be giving somebody out there who is at a similar starting weight to you um, some hope that things can change for them. And it's not necessarily so much about wanting to be the weight that you are now, but it's that, you know, so many of us get stuck at a certain weight um, or it just continues to climb. And we feel like there's just no fucking way in hell we're ever going to lose weight. So sharing your stats is just... um, one of the silver linings is that for that person who is sitting there right now like going am I ever going to get out of this black hole of mine is going to feel some hope because you did you know yeah I I 100% agree it it took me to getting to um, 8 months like post-op to actually make that switch yeah so, so right, that the, the whole time, that whole lead up, if I was looking on someone's Instagram page or I was a part of a Facebook community page or whatever, mm. um, and I was, I was looking for, you know, inspiration. Yeah. I was looking for stats. Yeah. I wanted to know what you weigh at the beginning exactly and the I want to know what you weigh now. Yeah. So I'm not going to say this is the wrong way. I'm not going to say this is the bad way. I'm not saying that going into this journey to lose weight is the wrong thing. I did it. I mm. lived it. Yeah. All I'm saying now that that is no longer serving me. Yeah. Looking at those numbers no longer serves me. Weighing myself this morning, it, it didn't, it didn't give me a buzz and get yeah. me going um doing my 25 push-ups this morning yes <laughs> now that got me going I, because you know what yeah on this day 365 days ago one year ago i couldn't do one push-up yeah. not one that's amazing that's that's what gets me going now yeah. so i weighed myself and then i dropped to the ground in the lounge and i gave myself wait yeah. you did 26 just, just <laughs> i was going for 25 and i was like one more emma you got this girlfriend yeah. so look hey look my bmi one year ago today was 44.9 Today, my BMI is 23.7. I am in normal weight range. I am no longer obese. I am no longer overweight. Mm. Um, again, it's a bullshit stat to me. Yeah. Non-reflective. I'm, I'm literally never going to be in the acceptable weight range. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you know what? Like, who gives a shit? Yeah, no. I, 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 have, I have no shits given for BMI. But it is <laughs> one of the most common ways that people kind of... So I, I yeah. understand sharing that. Um, yeah. I do have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I know we're, we're, we're wrapping up, yeah. but when you went into this, did you have a goal? And has your goal changed? Or yeah. Yeah, I, I think you're going to say yes, but um, <laughs> or did you reach your goal or, or kind of what what did that look like for you? Yeah. So I went into this and my like I had a goal weight. Yep. Uh, my goal weight was 75 kilos. Oh, wow. You so, smashed that. Oh, that's done and dusted. <laughs> Check. Yep. Yep. Uh, my surgeon told me, he said, you know what? You're gonna, you're gonna go. You're gonna get less than seventy-five. Oh, wow. He goes, you're gonna shrink nicely. Um, and he, he said to me on our first consultation, he said, you're gonna shrink nicely. You're gonna have very limited excess skin. Wow, um, I believe they can tell that I from know, your consult, right? And he said, um, I, I think, yeah, okay, seventy-five. If that's your thing. Go for it. But yeah. I think you're gonna go about ten kilos less than that. Wow. And he was just like, check, check, check. You know, I'm that's really. Um, and we'll talk about this as yeah. time goes on. Um, I don't want to talk about it too much now. And and yeah. I've touched on it on my social media page. Mm. You're talking about excess skin or yeah. the fact that I have very like lack of yeah very little excess skin. Uh, it's a trigger for a lot of people, um, and by triggering other people, it actually triggers me. Yeah. So I tend not to talk about the fact that I don't have loose skin or I have very limited loose yeah. skin. Um, but he was right on all accounts. Um, I went to wow, 10 kilos crazy. less, and I've, I've shrunk yeah. nicely, and my skin's yeah. responding really well. Um, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was my goal. Um, my goal shifted. My goal changed. Um, I posted about this um, in, in Funnily enough, this is before we talked about podcasts, before we ever yeah. met. And you said, I have the same goal as you. Um, and my goal was by my 30th birthday, so by April next year, I want to be able to do one unassisted pull-up. Yes. And you're getting close to that. I, sh- I sure am. <laughs> um, you know, I use the lightest um, band. band now when I'm doing pull-ups. But bearing in mind as well that majority of the time when I'm doing my pull-up, it's during an F45 class, so it's um, it's high tempo, yeah. it's it's high yeah. repetition. So I need that band. Um, if I was solely and when I am solely focusing on my one my goal of one pull up unassisted, I um, I take it slower and I'm mm. you know I'm nearly there. I am nearly there. Yay! It's gonna be awesome. That's gonna be a video. That is gonna be a video, and we are gonna share that. We so yes. are. So yeah, I mean, I, I feel like there's enough about me. I don't okay. really like talking about myself too much, <laughs> although I put myself as a priority now, um, and I love myself. I still don't um, get off on talking about myself. Yeah. So we'll wrap it up there. I've talked stats. I've talked um, 
embrace my journey from mm. there to here. I am loving who I am today. I am the best mother uh, to Ellie now. Mm. Um, I don't think I was a prepared mom, and she'd probably tell you the same. You yeah. know, we've, we've got a great relationship, but, you know, I am so much more hands-on, so much more active with her. Um, I'm just living my best life. Um, I'm living my life for me, for her, for us, and um, we are just going from strength to strength. So That's yeah. amazing. Um, thank you for sharing your yeah. journey today. Um, like, just sitting here listening, so many things that I relate to. Yeah. Um, we're a really similar age. Like, I'm like yes. six months older than you or something. Oh, no, maybe more than that, 10 months older than you. So I am 30, so I cannot do a push-up. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, a pull-up before I'm 30. But that's okay. It's still a goal. Um, <laughs> like, I think you have done had so much growth. If you had to have a theme, if I had to put a theme on you for the last year, it's been growth. Oh, 100%. Um, the metamorphosis of the mind and just that complete like 360 shift of living for others and living for yourself. Yeah. Putting yourself first. Yeah. And um, I think it's just a great example for others. I love that um, you speak so candidly about um, things that bring you joy now. Yeah. Things that, um, you know, non-scale victories the, the life things like there are people out there who have never struggled with weight who who don't have the life that you have right now because yeah. they've never had to go through that mental mindset change so um you really should be proud of everything that you've done to get to where you are and I think that you're probably just going to go like I'm going to talk about a little bit for, for me I've always thought of the 1.0 version and the 2.0 version the 3.0 we just keep blowing ourselves out of the water and I think you might be at your 2.0 but you're going to kick off into your 3.0 oh, that, that mental clarity yeah. that comes with prioritizing yourself yeah that that ability to say no because I think that is yes people they don't prioritize themselves they put the needs of others ahead of them because they don't want to feel like they're letting others down. When you start to prioritize yourself, it doesn't even become about letting other people down. It's just, this is the way it is. Like, yeah. I am not going to participate because, uh, you know, for myself. I don't want to. Yep. I acknowledge <laughs> that you might feel this way, but this is actually way more important. It kind of gives you that barrier to be like, nah, <laughs> it's yeah. all good. I don't have to feel, I don't have to worry about how you feel. Um, I don't have a problem if you've got a problem that's not my problem yeah. so yeah I think um, congratulations on your one year you. anniversary. this you. has been amazing yeah. uh, we're going to sign off yeah um, I feel like we've got our sign off tagline now so let's well, just well we started from the bottom now we're here hello we have arrived <laughs>